it going, everybody? Hey, I do appreciate um, John inviting me. I don't need that. I appreciate John inviting me to come down here. It's, uh, it's high praise to be able to come down here, open up the Bible, and, and talk to his group, you know, his group. And um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Bruce Roberts. I serve as one of the pastors here at Bell Shoals. And so I make my rounds. Maybe you've seen me on a Sunday here before, but <clears throat> just grateful to be here. Uh, I think it's always good for us to be able to get on the same page a little bit, all right? We've been singing. We're on the same page. We're about to, you know, look at, a, look at an important topic tonight. But I want you to do something for me. Make sure that we're all engaged and that everyone's tracking with my voice. When I say hands, just everyone just give me two quick claps. When I say hands, just everybody give me two quick claps. Hands. Hands. All right, I want it to pop a little bit. Let it pop a little bit, all right? Clap with a little passion. All right, do it together. Hands. Okay, we were lagging there. It wasn't quick. I know it's Wednesday. You just got back from school. All right, hands. Hands. All right, it's still not popping, and everybody's not on board. We all got to be on board. Okay, hands. Hands. All right, that's better. That's better. Hey, when I say feet, everyone just give me two quick stomps. When I say feet, give me two quick stomps. We got to do it together. You ready? Hands. Feet. Feet, 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 hands, hands, feet, feet, hands. All right, we're on the same page here. All right, so you all started with two, uh, off with two truths and a lie, and I thought, hey, some of y'all don't know me. You don't know me? And I thought I'd use the same kind of game to introduce myself to you a little bit, okay? Get, y'all get a feel for me, all right? All right, so I've, I've got some, some things up here. Just go ahead and put all three up there on the first one. All right, the first one is I've once assisted, once, a pilot in landing a plane. All right, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, MJ, gave me a shout out on Twitter because we share the same birthday. February 17th is that day. I can still dunk a basketball because my name's not Sam Allen, okay? So... Which one is the lie? One. Which one's the lie? How many of y'all think it's one? How many of y'all think it's two? How many of y'all think it's three? All right. Actually, all of them are lies. All right, none of them are true. None of those are true. I haven't done any of those, okay? The only true thing, thing, the only true thing up there is that uh, me and Michael Jordan actually do share the same birthday. Okay, all right. So, second round. Let's go second round. Round two. I can play the drums. I can play the guitar. I was in a band that was nominated for a Dove Award. Hey, for the record. A djembe drum counts as a drum, okay? It doesn't always have to be like a, you know, like a drum set, okay? So I can play the drums. I can play the guitar. I was in a band that was nominated for a Dove Award. How many of y'all think it's number one's a lie? How many of y'all think number two is a lie? How many of y'all think number three is a lie? All right. Those are all lies. They're, none of those are true. None of those are true, okay? None of those are true, all right? We're having a good time. We're having a good time, all right? Are y'all getting to know me a little bit? All right, awesome, awesome. All right, good deal. All right, 
All right, here we go. I was born in Korea. I'm half Korean. I'm going to say yo. All right. My birth name is Bruce Lee. All right. How many of y'all think number one is a lie? I was born in Korea. How many of y'all think number two is a lie? I'm half Korean. How many of y'all think number three is a lie? My birth name is Bruce Lee. I believe that. I kept my hand for a long time. All right, here's the deal. Every single one of those are true. Every single one of those are actually true. I was born in Korea. I'm half Korean. My mom was Korean. And my birth name is Bruce Lee because my name didn't change until later on. All right? So all of those are absolutely true. Now, here's the deal. When we were tracking through these things, and I did the first one. I said they're all lies. We got to the second one. It was like they're all lies. How many of you all were just thinking, you know what, these three up here have to be lies. How many of y'all were trying to track them with that? Was I easier or harder to believe? It was harder to believe me. It was harder to believe me. And guys, we're going to be looking at the topic of lying tonight. Lying. And I think that when we think about what lying is, how bad it is, or how harmless it might be, we don't look at it through the right lens. Because lying is, is far worse than we could ever imagine it, that it is. And if we really understood what it, what it does, what it is, what it says about us, we would run for the hills. We would, we would run. But as it is, we all lie. We all lie. Chances are you've lied today. Some of us have lied today multiple times in significant ways. All right. Now, before you can even begin to understand the power or, or the, the, um, the power or the, the how bad lying can be, you have to look at the power of words. Now, last week you all looked at bullying, right? The power of words and bullying, how, they, how that can impact people's lives. Now, when I was growing up, it was sticks and stones may break your bones, but... Words that never hurt me. And I beg to differ. I've been hurt by words before. How many of y'all have been hurt by words before? Listen, words stick around a whole lot longer. The wounds of words Stick, stick around a lot longer than getting hit. Getting hit. That's why when John was talking about bullying last week, bullying, it can, the words that are used in that way, it can stay with a person for, for a long time, for a lifetime. That's the power of words. Words matter. Your words matter. Every single one that you use matters. There is no such thing, okay, I want to make this clear. There's no such thing as a neutral word. There's not a word out there that you can say and do and it just sits there. That it, it, does, neither, it does neither good or bad. It's just neutral. It just lays out there. Every word you use 
is achieving some type of goal, some type of objective. It's either honoring God or it's not. There's no such thing as a neutral, neutral word. Words matter. Look at what Proverbs 18.21 says here about words. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Why? Because with your mouth, your big fat mouth, you speak words. And life and death are in, are in those words. Words have driven people to, to do many things. Good things, great things. It also has led people to do not so great things. Because of words. Death, life, your words have the ability to, to impact lives in that way. And that really shouldn't surprise us, right? When you think about it, it shouldn't surprise us that words matter and that words are powerful. All right, all of us are, you know, most of us in here, if not all of us, are familiar with Genesis and how everything kind of starts off, right? When you're in Genesis chapter 1, reading the creation account, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then verse 3, we're three verses into the Bible. And you know what the words are? And God said. And God said. God, all he does is he merely speaks and galaxies come into existence. Everything comes into existence. Everything is in perfect harmony with what God says. He speaks it and it happens. There's no conflict with it. That's what harmony is. Everything that God says happens. Nothing's fighting God. Nothing. So when God speaks, it happens. That's the power of words. God uses them. <laughs> All right? God uses them. So he, God creates the world by speaking. That's the power of words. Another thing about words that I want you to see is that they also reveal who you are. They reveal who you are, who you align with. Look at Luke chapter 6, verses 44 through 45. It may be popping up there behind you there. It says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil out of his evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So your words, they matter, they're powerful, and they, they let us know what's in your heart. What's in your heart. We all have the ability to bully with our words. We all have the ability to lie. We all have the ability to gossip. We all have the ability to take words, corrupt them, pervert them, and use them not to create things that are lined up with God, but actually to tear down the very things that God has created, namely his image bearers, the people, the very people that are made in his image. We use words to lie against one another. There's no neutral words. And I want you to think about lies have not always existed. 
So remember, everything was created in the world. Everything was good. God would say it. God would say it. God would say it. It would happen. It would happen. It would happen. And then in chapter 3, for the first time in the history of the world, something happens. For the very first time, it, it was unheard of, unheard of up to this point. And it says in chapter 3, now the, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Just follow with me. Some of y'all know this. And he said to the woman, did God actually say you should not eat of any tree in the garden? Okay, now what do we have? We, we have? we have doubt being cast on what God has said, what God spoke. First time it's ever happened. And now we're trending. Where there's doubt being cast on God's word, look what happens Verse 2, and the woman said to the serpent, we may not eat, the, eat of the fruit of the trees of the, in the garden. And look at 3. For the first time in the history of the world, you shall not eat of the fruit of, uh, fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. Verse 4, but the serpent said, you will not die when that happens. God said, you will die. The serpent said, you will not die. Those both cannot be true. Those cannot both be true. One is saying, you eat, you die. The other one says, no, if you eat, you will live. You will not die. And for the first time in the history of the world, there's something pushing against truth. There's something pushing against it, and it's called a lie. And you know why we know what a lie is? It's because we know what truth is. And if you don't have if you don't have a barometer, if you don't have an idea or an understanding of what is true, look, you'll fall for any lie because you have nothing to hold it up to. But we know that anything that's a lie is anything that, that, is, that is opposing the very words of God. It's, and because it's coming from who God is, to oppose the words of God is to oppose God himself. It's to oppose him. We put ourselves in opposition to, to him. So what is lying? All right, what is lying? Let me just give you kind of generally what it is. And I think you all, you know, think about it in certain ways. But it says lying generally, it involves deliberate falsehood told when the intent of, with the intent of misleading or causing someone to believe error. All right, lying is an intentional act. Being wrong is not the same as lying. So if I leave here tonight and I, and I say, and someone says, um, you know what was... And they named somebody. Well, so-and-so there tonight. And, I, and I, I think I remember seeing them. I think they were there tonight. But it turns out they weren't there. My intent was not to, to, to steer someone to error or to, or, or, to, or to mislead them. I was just wrong. Ah, oh, they weren't there. My bad. My bad. Like, I was wrong. But, I, but the intent of that was not to deceive or to lead someone wrong. But if... If my intent and my motive is to, is to lead you to believe something that I know is wrong, that I know is not true, I've found myself lying. Lying to you, lying to whoever that it might be. When you use your words to manipulate people's minds and even hearts, we're lying. And we put ourselves in opposition 
to the God who made us. That's why lying is so bad. So why do we do it? Why do we do it then? Let me give you a word on why you do it, okay? And this is, what, and this is the lie of lies, is we think that lies will protect us. We think, we're, we think that the, the lies we tell will avoid a certain circumstance, a certain punishment, a certain outcome. So we use lies to avoid these outcomes. So, so let me, I remember when I was a kid, there, here's a couple of stories. One, I remember I was like seven years old, and his name was Mark Caruso. Mark Caruso was, I'm seven, Mark Caruso was probably like 10 or 11, and I could beat him up. I remember this, which is bad. When you're seven, you can beat up a 10 or 11-year-old, okay? It's bad, all right? Mark Caruso, and I wasn't a good kid, okay? I was, I was a wild kid. I was a wild kid, all right? I remember I had just learned some, some words that, I, that no one ought to use and a child definitely should not know. And I had heard some words, and I was starting to use those in my neighborhood. Now, remember Mark Caruso, we were throwing the football around, and Mark Caruso would not throw the football to me. He wouldn't throw the football to me. And I remember I looked at Mark, and I said, Mark, throw me that ball, you, and I just let her fly. Let her fly. And it felt good. It felt grown for a seven-year-old. It felt good. Everybody was like, ooh. Mark started like, crying, of course. Because that's why I could beat him up when, he was, when I was seven. He starts crying. And at that time, I hear behind me, Bruce! And I turn around, and I didn't realize my screen door was open. And my mom was standing at the screen door. Come here. I walk down, go to the door, and what do you think my mom asked me? My mom asked me, what did you call Mark? Do you think I told her what I called Mark? No, no I didn't tell her. I lied. I I was, as I was walking to the screen door, I had already calculated my lie. I knew I was going to lie. I was committed to the lie. So I said, you know, I called him, and I, I gave an acceptable word, but still bad. You know, it's still bad, but an acceptable word to call Mark. And, and my mom looked at me. She said, tell me the truth. I said, I'm telling you the truth. You know what she did? She called Mark over there. So Mark comes over there. He's still crying. And Mark, she asked Mark, you know, Mark, what did Bruce call you? And I'm looking at Mark like, well, you tell her what I'm telling you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end you, Mark Caruso. I'm going to end you. Of course, Mark crying, he, he tells her what I said. Well, that was the end of me. I'm inside the house. I'm getting a spanking. I'm getting a spanking. Then after my spanking, I go outside and I beat Mark up, you know, because it got me in trouble. So, but I lied because I didn't want to get in trouble. I wanted to conceal and hide what had taken place. I didn't want to, I didn't want the consequences of what I deserved, what was, what was happening because of that. So I lied. And that's what a lot of us do. We, there's an outcome that we're fearful of. There's an outcome that we're scared of, and we will do anything to conceal that from somebody. We'll do anything to the point of lying, 
to give a false picture of, of what happened or who you are or how it happened. We do it in so many ways. Some of us, we don't think about this as lying, but have you ever exaggerated something before? Yeah. Exaggerate. You know, you're, you say, you know, you, 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 you give a, a picture of something and you misrepresent it to make yourself look like, look in a better light. We exaggerate. Sometimes you flatter people, right? You know, you don't think much of people. You're like, hey, I was like, girl, man, those shoes are cute. How you doing? How you, oh, that's, I like that shirt. I like that shirt. I wouldn't. And we just, we say stuff and it's, and it's fake. It's fake. You don't even mean what you're saying. You just want, you just want to be seen a certain way. You want people to like you. You want to be accepted on some level. And you know what happens is that once you act a certain way, once you kind of build that lie, once you build this persona, once you, on lie upon lie upon lie upon lie upon lie, guess what your whole life is? A lie. And guess what liars do? Lie. In your actions and in your words. And in your words. So we use the reason where we lie to avoid stuff. We lie to avoid stuff, and we lie because we want people's approval. We want to be accepted on certain, in, in some form or fashion, some way. There's a psychology experiment where they bring everybody into a room, and they tell everybody there's a dot on the wall. There's a dot on the wall. Let me know when you find the blue dot. But what they don't realize is that everybody in, in the room is in on it except one person. So one person says... I see it. Another person says, I see it. I see it. I see it. But there's no blue dot. And guess what? The one person in the room who's not in on it, when it gets to him, what do you think that person says? I see it. No, he didn't say, I don't see it. Because he didn't want to be the only person in the room who doesn't see it. How could he not see it with everybody in the room? How can everything be moving in a direction of this lie? And but, So he lies and says, I can see it. That's, that's our bend. That's our nature. We want to lie. We want to. It's, a, it's, it's almost like a defense mechanism. We want to lie. We need to lie. And we, we do that on some level to avoid something or or that in hopes that we might meet someone's approval, be accepted on some level. And what we don't realize is that when we're lying, what we're saying about ourselves. All right, let me tell you what you're, what you're saying about yourself when, when, when you lie. Jesus is talking here in John chapter 8, verses 44, and there's some Pharisees talking to him, but he's, he's talking about where lies come from. And in John chapter 8, verses 44, he's telling these people, you are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, Genesis, and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he lies, he speaks out in his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Look. When you lie, when we're lying, all right, this is essentially what we're doing. Satan's over here. 
You're in a scenario. You have an opportunity to lie or tell the truth. And you come over here with Satan and his legions of demons and say, I'm with these guys. I'm with this guy. I'm with these guys on this one. This is where I'm going to have my allegiances over here with the father of lies. This is what I'm going to do. Because every lie, every lie attaches you and aligns you with what Satan is doing in the world. And what is Satan doing in the world? He's, he's steering the world away with lies, spoken lies. Not just lies that you see, but he is speaking lies into the world, lies that you and me, we all believe, and then we perpetuate, we talk about afterwards. So lies put you in opposition of what, and align you, opposition of God and align you with Satan. All right, so that's why there's no such thing as a little lie. There's no such thing as a little lie. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I mean, some lies are worse than others, okay? If you're only looking at it from the standpoint of this world, sure, there's, there's, there's less consequences for certain lies. Not all lies carry the same consequences, but listen, every lie can send you to hell. Every lie separates you from God. It doesn't matter if you're at, at Bush Gardens or Disney and you're on your tippy toes trying to get your height right or whether or not you're in court saying, I wasn't there and I didn't kill the person when you really did. One's a murderer, one's just trying to get on a ride. Listen, each one's a lie and each one separates you from God. But by all means, be the, be the other person, like, trying to get on a ride. Don't kill me. You know, I'd rather not get murdered. But both of them equally separate you from God. They do. Every lie. So there's no such thing as a little lie. Revelation 21.8, it says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and then liars. Just those liars in there, their portion will be in the lake of that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Look, guys, I think that the picture has been painted here that lying is a big deal. It's a big deal. And whatever lie you're believing <laughs> that leads you to lying, we've, we've got to turn from. We have to turn from. So look at Genesis, I mean, uh, in Ephesians real quick. I'm going to have a question for you. Everyone turn to Ephesians 4.25. If you have a Bible or a phone or whatever, turn to Ephesians 4.25. And I'm going I'm to give you a test real quick, just a real quick test. Ephesians 4.25. All right. This is what it says. It says, therefore, having put away falsehood or lies, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. I have a question for you, all right? I have a question for you. When does a liar stop being a liar? When would you say that you're not a liar anymore? When you're dead? 
Put away falsehood. When, does a, when do you stop being, a, when do you cease being known as a liar? You're always a liar. There's some, some truth there. Can, a, can we change on, like, so if, if, if God is saying that if lying is bad and we're not supposed to be aligned with the father lies the devil and that God is working our lives and he's saying put away falsehood, he's not telling us to put away something that we can't actually put away. All right, so generally speaking with the pattern of our life, the, the, the general pattern of our life is not going to be one where we're known for for giving falsehood or telling lies, when does a li- when does a liar um, not become a li- not be a liar anymore? When you start telling the truth, when you're known as a truth teller. See, here's the deal: you were identified with the father of lies, Satan. You were you told lies, but look what he says. He says. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak to truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. You, you become a truth teller, and you're no longer known as a liar. You've put off your falsehood, and you've put on being a truth teller. Let, Colossians gives us a better view of this. Colossians 3, 9 through 10. It says, don't lie to each other, for you have been stripped For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn and know your creator and become like him. All right. And from this, I want you to get, I want you to get this big idea for tonight. If you, if you don't, if you don't leave with anything, leave with this big idea right here. We don't lie because we were created to be in relationship with the God of truth. So we, listen, if you are in Christ, you have the ability to put off lies, and to put on truth. Where the pattern of your life was being a, a, a liar, speaking lies, aligned with Satan and, and his, and the father of lies, but now you can be known as a, as a truth teller. You can, you can actually be known for telling the truth. And when you're a truth teller, you align yourself up with the God of truth. As a truth teller, you're aligned, that's when you're aligned up with God. Because all God can do is tell the truth. That's all he can do. God cannot lie. Hebrews 6.18. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. And that's good news for you guys. That's good news for me. That's good news for everyone that when God speaks, he always speaks the truth. He never lies. So when he makes promises to you, when he says things to you, when he says things that are about you, you can trust his assessment of every single thing because he will not lie. He will not lie to you. He is incapable of of doing that. So don't lie to each other. You've stripped that off. That's why you became a Christian. You You didn't want your old nature anymore, and you wanted to walk in that new nature. That was the, that's the whole point. You want to be someone who walks in truth, who, who knows the truth. So that's, that's why when I was doing those two truths in a lie and I was running through that, I was giving you a pattern of something. Listen, when that's your life and you, you find your life in Christ, you should, the pattern of your life should be one of truth. Where your identity is not, not lined up with speaking falsehood and, and, and living in lies. 
You don't have to protect yourself with your lies anymore because the God of truth, you're trusting in him to protect you. The truth protects you. Listen, when you actually confess your sin and when you talk about your life and you give an accurate assessment of you, you you're resting in the fact and you know that whatever happens, whatever outcome happens, if you don't accept me, if you push me away, if you think that I'm weird, if you think that I'm odd, if you don't like my shirt, if you don't like my hair, if you don't, wh- whatever it is, whatever it is, you're not, you're not trying to avoid all of those outcomes because you're fine with who you are in Christ. That's who you are. I remember when I became a Christian in college, I went on a confession, a confession parade because I didn't care what people thought about me anymore. I was in college. I came to faith, and I was, I was going to all kinds of people and letting them know, hey, man, I, I lied about this. I want you to know, man, like when you were looking for that watch, man, I stole it. <laughs> like I was... I was just letting people know. I was confessing all these things because I wasn't scared about what they were thinking about me anymore because I was trying to align myself with God who had set me free from those things. And here's the deal. Two final verses here, John 8, 31 through 32. He was talking to the Jews, and he says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When you think about the truth, do you, are you afraid of it? Or when you think about the truth, do you think of it as it's going to set me free? See, the thing is, is that we believe that, the, that lies will set us free. Lies will protect us. And what ends up happening is we cage ourselves. We cage ourselves with every lie that we, that we tell. We cage ourselves and we hurt people with every lie that we speak. And at the end of the day, what do we do? We hurt each other. We hurt ourselves because now we're, we're in a community where lies abide. Lies abide. And when lies abide, guess what happens to the group? Trust breaks down. Trust breaks down. That's not, that's not the community we want. That's not the community or the design that God has. And that's why he says when, when he's... When Jesus is talking about himself, he, he gives these three pictures, and he says, I am the way, I am the what? Truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Jesus is saying, I'm the truth. If you want to know what's true, if you want to know what's right, it's everything that aligns up with who he is, his character. If you want to live in the truth, your words your life, everything about you will conform and look like who he is. And he came into the world to die for our sins. He came to die for the words we use. He came to die that for the words that our, our sinful nature produces. He came and he died for all the lies to set us free so that we can live in truth. And to live in the truth is to live in Christ. It's to live in him. And that is true freedom. That's true freedom. So when he says, I'm the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father except by, through me, you can know that he is not lying. He is not lying to you. So if you're here tonight and you're like, man, I, mm, I don't know who I'm aligned with. I don't know what my words are saying about me. Or you know 
man, I've been living a lie and I've been telling lies about myself and I want to be set free. Find one of your leaders tonight. Come to me. Come to John. Talk to somebody tonight and say, you know what? I'm tired of the lies. I want to be set free. I want to be set free. I want to be set free in Christ. He can do that in your life. Hey, let me pray for you guys. Father, thank you so much for for the truth. God, I pray that as a group, as a community of people, we would be known for being truth tellers. God, that the things that we say can be trusted because the things we say and the things that we do reflect who you are. So it means we can, as we speak, God, it's like you speak, and we, we know that we can trust you. So, God, I pray that our words would reflect your nature as a truth teller. As a true, true truth teller, God. And, God, that we would know that we were created to walk in your truth and to tell it, God. So I just pray that you would work in our lives, help us to see that, and know that that's exactly what we are created to. We don't have to lie anymore. We don't have to protect ourselves with lies. That's a lie. God, may we trust in a God who we're made to have a, a relationship with in truth. Praying is ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.